Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. Great to have you along with us as we send a shout out first of all to our sponsors, Race Craig Motors. Of course, they're down there on Grace Street. We welcome to the show Full Time uh, our man, Ra Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, uh, boys. Uh, another weekend and uh, the weather's been scorching hot. Indeed, it has been very much so. Also, joining us from up there in Pairo, we have our man, Rena Wilkinson. Morena, bro. Yeah, morena, morena, boys. Uh, another exciting day here in Pairo. Blue skies, not a cloud in the sky. I'll be down in seeing the big VA car show, oh, motorcycle nice. show, and uh, looking forward to a family fun day of activity. And anyone passing on through, driving through the uh, famous town of LMP Bottle, hop in and check out some of these uh, muscle cars and. Have a bit of fun. Drag racing on today, blowing up cars, heaps of stuff. Wow. So looking forward to the big weekend. Sounds awesome. Also joining us from over there in Australia, uh, we say a big g'day going out to our mate over there, uh, JT, Jason Tafifirangi. Morena, bro. That's a variety here, boys. Oh, yeah, g'day. Uh, lovely day over here on the sunshine coast of Queensland, even though it's still uh, quite dark, but uh, looking forward to another 30-plus temperature. Mm. No, not really. Hope. I'm going to bugger off because the footy's back. <laughs> Certainly was an exciting uh, day, I guess, uh, for, for people, especially if you were in Melbourne there, AJT. Eh, um, you would have certainly watched both games. Um, h- h- how did you see it? Oh, look, it was definitely a celebration of two cultures. There's been uh, much touted about that. But, uh, yeah, the games themselves, a couple of good games. I think the women's game had some huge hits. Yes. Oh. And, uh, the Wahine Mark. To hang on leave and, and get the win and that's what the men's game look I, I think uh, before the game I, I, I would have thought that the Maori boys would have handled them in the fourth but unfortunately we got a bit uh, overshadowed there by a big injury for Fita and, and Co and just out wide they uh, blew us away they blew us off the park uh, mm. with that, uh, that uh, highly um, fast paced back line of theirs you know Roberts and Patrell Mitchell Devin yes. um, the boy from Parramatta, his name was Kate at the moment, helped me out here, Reno, Bevan uh, French. <laughs> yeah, Bevan uh, French, yeah. They were, they were just too good and wanted to more, <clears> I think. But, uh, you yeah, know, the Māori boys ha- had a crack and certainly didn't dis- dis- uh, um, uh, embarrass themselves. But uh, on the night, I think the, the, the local Indigenous boys were just too good. In my mind, anyway, I, I think um, the tone was set right from the very beginning when our ladies, you know, went on and did the haka and, and, and you know, and started at everything, the whole proceedings off with the haka um, from, from the get-go. And, and I think, in a way, that's when I was thinking to myself, you know, really, the games uh, themselves are kind of secondary to uh, what's kind of taking place um, unfolding in front of us. Um, what did you think of it there, uh, Reno? Yeah, you're totally right, Keithy. Uh, I remember talking about it last year and the excitement from uh, when I saw the announcement of this game coming up to start the 2019 year of NRL. Yeah, when I saw that, I thought this is going to be exciting going way back, you know, maybe six months ago and thinking what this <coughs> game would bring and uh, the off-field antics, the culture, mm. the uh, experience of uh, belonging to... Uh, your, your people, you know, for us, obviously, uh, our iwi, hapu, whanau, for the Aboriginal, their Indigenous background. Uh, and you're right, I think that's the bigger thing of it. Uh, the game was the uh, spectacle, but I think the celebration and, uh, like, you heard the players talk at the start of the game, mm. uh, the identity, everything like that. Uh, you saw it in the crowd there as well. Uh, a lot of the uh, Aboriginal Māori whanau, I don't think any Māori would have stayed home in Melbourne last night. 
what, nearly twenty, what, nearly nineteen thousand or whatever it was there. But yeah, I think it's a celebration. But for me, uh, the build up to it, uh, getting to know a bit about themselves, the heritage, whether it's on mum or dad's side, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing, you know. And for us as Māori, uh, learning uh, a little bit of Te Reo Māori, uh, being proud of the haka, as we say, uh, the men and the women, but also uh, just to get to know their um, whakapapa for us and on the Aboriginal side to see them out there doing their little dance, uh, reminiscing the animals because they're a proud nation of uh, the animals over there. And it was cool, bro. I loved it. Loved the whole thing. And like JT said, the uh, game, the games itself was exciting and uh, the physicality. Mm. And, man, yeah, I loved it, bro. I haven't stopped yapping on about it all morning. <laughs> I mean, the whole final was I'm a bit tired. Yeah. Bloody tired because I think it finished about 12.30. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I had to be down with the VA car show at 5.30 this morning setting up. Wow. So, Māori boy, a bit bloody tired today. <laughs> I bet he is. Uh, what about you, Ra? What did you uh, think of the entire occasion? Yeah, I think uh, it was a spectacle of cultures. And uh, look, me personally, Keithy, I'd like to see a lot more of it. Um, you know, both both good games, uh, the, the men's and, and the women's. And, uh, you know, as I said, uh, it's two cultures, two proud cultures, Sort of uh, getting it on on, on on the footy field and uh, a lot of talent in, in, in both teams. So yeah, it was, uh, was, was was they were good games to watch. Um, I'd even like to see them maybe one day um, amalgamated with uh, the other sort of uh, cultures of the Pacific. You know, Papua mm. New Guinea, Fiji, bring them all in and have some kind of um, indigenous uh, mini world sort of or Pacific tournament. Um, to involve the Māori and uh, the the Abri- what can we call them uh, the the Aboriginal team now? That's why I think they went under the Indigenous All Stars. But um, no, it was, it was a great uh, feast of footy, and uh, man, I'd love I'd love to see more of it, Keithy, and uh, a good crowd to, to watch uh, the, the games that uh, in Melbourne uh, last night. Yeah, um, I, I I did uh, you know throughout social media I'd been kind of keeping abreast of um, certainly. Things that had been happening um, uh, over there, uh, I think they had yeah. their, was it their um, uh, ceremony, was it the, oh, the what haka. Was, yes, the haka and also, um, uh, what else was happening, when, when they were hand, handing out the jerseys, um, I still yeah. saw that, uh, uh, did you catch any of that yourself there, Ra? Yeah, 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 I did, and uh, you know, even just the hackers themselves, you know, it's that thing I said about the, uh, you know, a, a clash of cultures, uh, and, and and we need to see more of it. And I mean, mm. you know, it's good for both uh, the Australian Indigenous people and also the New Zealand Maori, um, you know, to inspire a lot of the young kids uh, up and coming. Um, but uh, yeah, I reckon just just a lot more of it. I, you know, that that's that's actually a great great spectacle to watch. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, were you yourself, JT, keeping abreast of, um, you know, the things that had been happening preceding the actual game itself? Yeah, well, being abreast, we're allowed to keep abreast of things, Keith. So <laughs> um, a lot of the players made mention of the fact after the game that it was the lead-up, the week, building up to it with a grant with the community and did different workshops and different things like that to, to get the community involved and just to give, uh, you know, especially in Melbourne, we rugby league, it's still a, a, a like a minor sport mm. compared to the AFL, mm. so it's a good, good chance for them to get out in the community, spread the gospel, so to speak, and you know, at, at the same time, learn about their culture and their heritage and, and different things like that, and just to be to form a bit of a brotherhood. One of the things that uh, really uh, hit home for me was once the Huckers and the war dance had finished, and 
they almost came together. I thought, oh, here we go. But then they stopped and gave each other a hongi, mm. um, which was really, really cool to see. So that was mm. um, something different. You know, I thought, oh, here we go. There's going to be a bit of a, a, <laughs> a, a bit of that uh, opposite reaction. And yeah, for the, for the most part, the game was played in really good spirits. Still a bit of push and shove here and there towards the end, maybe out of frustration from our side. But uh, yeah, no, mate, uh, a, a good concept. And uh, hopefully uh, next year, and certainly what Ra touched on, it, it make it bigger and you know, get more uh, different uh, teams involved. But uh, certainly stepping stones have been made and, and progress towards um, you know something hopefully a bit bigger for the game in the years to come. Talking about the game, um, Reno, uh the women's game, because um, that was actually the only... The, I only watched the, the women's game last night, but um, that was a real tight, close game. And, and like JT mentioned earlier, man, there were some big hits, some huge hits in that game, wasn't there? Yeah, there was, Keithy. And, um, yeah, just a style occasion for the ladies. You know, you go back to last year with the inaugural uh, women's NRL comp, and uh, there were a few of those uh, players on display last night. The Indigenous team had an abundance of uh, young players there as well who are under the age of 18. Uh, so cut some stars here from the NRL season. Uh, the Kiwi girls went physical, and uh, that's one word that wraps it up, mate, is uh, mm. the physicality, uh, the brutal force of some of these ladies. i tell you what, some of those big girls, mate, they're light yes. on their feet, and they can make some inroads. They broke the advantage line, used their body to their strength, and uh, went for it. So uh, we saw a spectacle by the ladies. Yeah, only a low score. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I think, um, yeah, the Māori girls will be happy with it. You can see the emotions at the end of the game. Uh, Crystal Rota uh, will have a bit of a uh, bump on the old cheek there. Uh, that's just part of the game, part of the uh, league game. But, yeah, what well, they call them, uh, the Māori ferns, I think it was I heard last night. <laughs> the Māori ferns. <laughs> oh, the bloody hell, pick them away. Uh, uh, you know, in saying that, I've got to give it up to the men. Man, they gave it a shot when it comes to the uh, speaking of uh, Māori and Māori, Aotearoa and even Jordan Kahu said that. But yeah, back on the girls, bro. Yeah, good game. Loved it, mate. I want to see more ladies rugby league. More exciting. And this, I, I think I saw a post of yours on Facebook as well there, um, JT. Uh, the first time, and this was quite interesting, first time that, uh, you know, uh, what was it, the, the lady's ponytail went out across the uh, touch the touchline. And, uh, wow, that ruled her a try out. Uh, that was an interesting call, eh? Yeah, it's something you know, I've never thought I'd hear before, on a, uh, from, the, from the bunker. You hear a lot of, of uh, crap come from the bunker, but yes. not that this was crap, but something, certainly something different. And uh, maybe some of those uh, boys with the, with the with the boy buns, the girl buns, whatever you want to call them, I said they basically man buns, but they might think twice about uh, you know getting that sort of rubbish done on their head. But yeah, mate, type something different. But yeah, the women, women's game was absolutely a, a cracker. Some some some. Uh, some awesome stuff in there. That Karadina, oh, what's her name? Winner, Mo Winner, I think her name is. Sorry if mm. I got that wrong, but she led from the front, and obviously Crystal Rota on the back of that um, scored the winning try. And very emotional game for her. Her daughter was admitted to hospital and uh, yes. a couple of days the game, and I think she lost a cousin also fairly recently. She had her name written on a on a tape around her wrist, and for her to score the winning try and then break down near the end of it. So, Absolutely fabulous win for our ladies here, and uh, I, I might be biased, but I think it was probably one of the, the better game of the two. Just some, some big hits and a lot of physicality, and um, yeah, and, and I suppose because we won, but at the end of the day, winning wasn't overly important. Yes. Keithy? 
No. How true. But it certainly was an emotional um, reaction, especially at the end, when, when our girls did win, uh, though, eh, JT? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, and, and from both sides, you can see what mm. it means to the to ladies uh, here, too, as, as well as our own uh, wahine Māori. But, uh, yeah, a couple of some really good reactions. And I, I just think, oh, I can't speak highly enough of what this does for the game. We've had the off-season from hell with all this stuff off the field. And now something positive uh, has happened last night, and hopefully moving forward this season is uh, free of scandal. Although, I said it before, Rugby League does scandal very well, so yes. hold your breath on that one. Now, I know you also watched the uh, women's game there. Uh, uh, what was your take on the game itself? Yeah, it was uh, an entertaining match to watch. Um, you know, I watched the, the, the Māori girls, they some... They had some big, big uh, girls, man. big women in there, yes, they and did. Uh, you know, quite agile. And when you look at the the Aussie team, the the indigenous team, uh, they had a lot of speedsters out out wide. Mm. And uh, there was one tall tall girl they had in their team. But uh, no, you know, it was a game played in in and no, not I wouldn't say harmony because you know the physical nature of, of rugby league. Um, but it was awesome to to, to see. Just that close sort of that close bond being forged by both teams, especially in the beginning when they both lined up. And I was wondering, oh, you know, next minute they, the Māori girls did a hungi to them and gave them must have been some pongas or something. But um, no, it was a it was a great game to watch and uh, and and a great uh, you know great for for women's rugby league. Um, entertaining, entertaining indeed, Kitty. It certainly was entertaining, and of course, uh, we we filter in to the, to the men's game as well, eh, Reno? Uh, what, what did you reckon about that game? Yeah, right from the start, mate. When they come running out onto the stadium, I was watching my mate's uh, live stream was right right on the front row, and you could see all the action, the hype, and then the national anthems being sung and so forth um, into the game. And uh, yeah, it was physical from the first run up. Uh, you know, Andrew Fafita, mm. uh, yeah, he was just on fire. And the uh, commentary alluded to it as well. I've got to give credit to the commentary. Uh, you know, congratulate them on their pronunciation as well. Uh, we've got to recognise that because uh, rugby league over the years uh, can really bastardise the uh, Te Reo Māori words as such. Uh, you know, they still say far right, but hey, at least they had to go at um, uh, other names there as well and gave it a shot. Recognise Aotearoa, recognise a bit about uh, the Māori culture as well. So. Uh, you know, big kudos to uh, some of that and the homework being done there. But the game itself, uh, exciting backline. You know, Brett Webb, we're watching it over here. He couldn't falter anything. When you took a look at those two teams being presented right across the paddock, there were some big names out there. And there are a couple of others who would have loved to have been there but have another game to play, obviously, on Monday with the World Cup Challenge. But, yeah, right across, mate, it was outstanding. Um, the game itself, just physical, very fast. Um, good to see and I think, you know, that brings back the uh, times of the uh, yesteryear where you just throw mm. the ball around and run. Mm. And, uh, these guys who had that speed uh, did it. And, uh, you know, we saw the aerobatic side of things as well uh, in front of the camera, the dancing, everything. had everything going for it. Um, yeah, yeah, good game. Uh, I'm not really worried about the result, mate. Um, to me, it was the culture and everything all about that. And just to see uh, the teams out there. So, yeah, there's a couple of young guys. There's that young dude that's, first time in the NRL, and I think some of these kids are like 18. There's yes. some big names coming out of this uh, indigenous culture, and they're going to be household names for many to come. So, yeah, it means so much to uh, the players who played last night, especially when you take a look at uh, Latrell Mitchell, who could have been over at the uh, World Cup Challenge, but he chose to stay behind. And the Fox, 
how fast is he? And they've got a smooth looking hairdo, bro. Still a cheeky little bugger in front of the uh, camera and everything. But hey, they had everything. And yeah, just enjoyed it. I mean, hanging out for this game. So really enjoyed it last night. What about you there, JT? Um, I, I know you'd been uh, looking forward to it as well. Uh, I, I know you've sort of um, gave us your run-in, but uh, who, who do you think kind of stood out for both teams uh, in the game? Well, just on a, on a local level, like I live on the Gold Coast, so the Titans have got back uh, Tyrone Roberts. He got the man of the match last night, mm. and he has an excitement machine. He spent the last couple of years playing over in, uh, in Warrington in the Super League. And, mate, he's, I've always liked the way he's played. I was quite surprised when the Titans did let him go, but it's good to see that he's back in the NRL. And there's a few Titans players on show last night. There was also um, Lelani Latu in the forward pack. Uh, he, he's always been a solid ex-Pedraff player. Uh, and also, um, oh, mate, my mind's gone blank. Uh, the Peachy, Tyron Peachy, he's gone to the Titans this year, so I think... And I'll say it here nice and early before the season's even started. I think the Titans are a good shot at making the eight this year. Um, I'll sort of be watching them train every now and then. They train next to where we play golf. So uh, sometimes when the golf's not so good, so good we watch the boys train instead. But yeah, Tyron Peachy for mine was uh, definitely one of the better performers. Andrew Fafita led their forward pack. Even um, another Titan, Nathan Peets, was pretty solid at a dummy half. I think he got the better of uh, Brandon Smith last night. Uh, but you just can't can't get past that backline. It's just a Rolls Royce, a Ferrari, if you like. Yes. Uh, you know, Robert, yes. Uh, Josh Adokar, Beren French, they've all just paced the burn, mate, and uh, they certainly showed us up out wide, uh, our mighty side. But uh, you know, combinations only had a week to prepare as a day. But a lot of those indigenous guys have played together before, so uh, mate, just a, a great uh, spectacle and, and good for, uh, for good for the game. What about you, Ra? What, what did you think of the men's game? Yeah, well, uh, another very entertaining match, Keithy, and uh, you know it was played in in, in relatively good spirits. And uh, I I just love the free flowing nature of uh, when you watch a lot of Indigenous teams play. You know they bring out that uh, that that talent pool and that sort of certain sort of you know you don't know what to expect type of uh, on field performance. And uh, you know last night's game was was no different. Uh, both teams throwing the ball around and. Uh, some, some great tries scored, and uh, you know I'm sure the crowd uh, they turned up in the stadium in Melbourne sort of got their money's worth. Yeah, I agree, and I also well I'm not sure if you you would agree with this uh, JT, but Reno was was going on about you know sort of reminding him of the days of old when you just like threw the threw the ball to somebody and they just ran. Uh, did did you get that kind of feel from it uh, as well? Oh, not, not so much from our side toward, until towards the end there when they were trying to pull the game back, but definitely from the Indigenous boys. Mm. They did and, and they paid dividends for them. Uh, I think our guys try to play a bit more to their strengths, which was definitely our forward pack. Well, yeah. it's supposed to be our forward pack, but we've got our gun there. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good more ball movement towards the end there, but uh, I think for the most part, the Indigenous boys showed us up in that, in that facet. Yeah. Uh, but it was still a, a lot of fun to watch, though, uh, wasn't it, Reno? And it's good to see, you know, uh, both sides pretty much put a lot of heart and soul into into that game, didn't they? Yeah, they did, mate. And, uh, you know, the biggest winner out of this whole thing is Rugby League uh, overall because it just shows that Rugby League has brought to these young men is a career. And now look at the ladies. Um, years gone by, it wasn't a ladies type of game. But, uh, yeah, overall, mate, Rugby League's the uh, big winner out of this. And... You can hear it in these guys when they talk and the opportunities it's given to them as a youngster. And uh, they've never really known 
especially some of them, their background on the indigenous culture side of it. So uh, a big spectacle, and you've got to take your head off to guys like Preston Campbell, who talked about the event all those years ago. And, you know, we got memories of the All-Stars, uh, the other games. It has been reflective of Māori games before. They showed footage of that. And now they're talking next year. Um, I saw Richie Barnett say maybe go to uh, Brisbane next year. Uh, Brett Webb made a mention, hey, what about bringing it to bloody Mount Smart? He'll have a sold-out crowd uh, up there in Auckland. But a great spectacle, an occasion to celebrate and bring on March 14, mate. First round of NRL, I can't wait. I know there are a couple of other preseason games being played last night. I think the Raiders might have just got over the uh, Eels last night. But, yeah, yeah, I can't wait. Only weeks away. Hurry up, March 14. <laughs> well, uh, the, um, what is it, the Roosters, uh, obviously they, they head o- over to uh, England, the Reno. Um uh, how do you think that game's going to go? Yeah, World Cup Challenge, uh, the best of the best, uh, representing NRL, the old Roosters. Uh, that'll be a big game. Got a pretty good team as well over there uh, in the UK, Super League champs, uh, Wigan Warriors. Um, we'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I'll be watching it while I'm on here in the studio on Monday, 7.30 our time. And, yeah, look forward to it. Um, just another start to the season. And I would guess, I would think, uh, mind you, has been up and down over the last few years. Oh, I tend to say the Roosters, eh? Got to keep it down here local. Mm. Uh, NRL just across the ditch there, and here go the old Roosters. Uh, Cooper Cronk, mind you, some big money wrapped around this uh, kid at the moment. And, right. Well, not kid yes. anymore, but, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, rumours going around about, mm. you know, uh, the Super League after him for some big coin. But, hey, bring it on Monday morning, and, and then what's that? Another couple more weeks, and we're into it. Yes. Awesome. Uh, well, what are you reckon about the, uh, the the game between the Roosters and Wigan there, um, JT? Well, out of the Super League size, mate, Wigan is a team I support, so hopefully they can get the, get the apples there. I'm still hurting from last year's grand final and, and keep across. <laughs> now, stuck the Roosters, right. mate. Okay, the Warriors. You're not, I'm not going to say that often this year, but go the Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 you, you got that recorded or promo? <laughs> it's there, bro. We've recorded it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we, we're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say. Big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 
Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcasts again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full-time. Welcome along to our second session here on Full Time. Sending another shout out, of course, going out to our sponsors, Race Greg Motors, down there on Grey Street. Also, kicking off from last night, of course, we had the NRL Indigenous game. Kicking off last night as well, we had our um, Super Rugby that got kicked off. And, uh, well, your team lost there, um, Raul Walker. What do you mean, my team lost? My team won, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, in fact, I think I even documented it on social media. Um, I was asked which which one of my two teams uh, I was sort of picking, and uh, and I put my money on the right side. The, the land is a, a very close game, but uh, you know, one of my teams will take the win. But um, it's just only early days; it's only the first round, so you know the Chiefs will definitely bounce back. And uh, no, I think we can be in for uh, an exciting season in this Rugby World Cup year. See, this is the thing that happens when you have to choose to, well, when you, like yourself, have chosen two teams to uh, support. Uh, not only did your team win, but your team also lost. Hence why yeah, I had to make exactly. sure that you remembered that. Because your team did lose <laughs> last night as well, didn't they? Exactly. So, you know, if I was uh, a, a gambling and betting man, which I'm not, um, I would have put a dollar each way on, on either side. So, uh, no, hey, look, the game itself was, was a pretty tight encounter and, um, you know, it's a sign of, uh, of the season to come. And apparently there were a few other close games uh, all around in, 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 in this first um, weekend of uh, Super Rugby footy. Now, did they make? Oh no, I'm not because I'm not sure because I didn't watch the game. Obviously, because I was watching the uh, the league. But um, did they make a bit of a comeback, uh, the Queenslanders, before uh, going on to win? Is that what happened? The Queenslanders. No, sorry, I mean the Highlanders. Thinking of Actually, rugby to be honest, I was watching the uh, uh, league as well. The World Cup. They did. They did make a comeback at the end. Oh yeah. That's what I thought. That's what I had heard anyway. So, yeah, I'm yeah, glad Aaron that... Smith, Aaron Smith got the winning try. Oh, right. Right. Oh, that, that, that would have shown that was must have been an awesome game then, eh, Reno? Yeah, it was um, built up to be a big game with the two franchises and uh, a pretty decent crowd there as well, so uh, not too bad. But, yeah, the Chiefs, uh, well, the Hollanders scored first. Uh, young Tavita uh, in, the, in the wing there is going pretty good. But uh, it's a whole to a whole different thing because uh, both teams, a lot of these All Blacks, like Ra said, it's a World Cup year. They're only allowed to play X amount of games against New Zealand franchises. I think it's in like three or four games. Mm. Uh, Brody Retallick was the All Black out there, in yes. captain for yes. the Chiefs, and he took a bit of a knock on the shoulder. Uh, he got hit pretty big time. But um, yeah, yeah, the uh, going back and forth. Uh, Aaron come on there in the last like, twenty odd minutes, started constructing things there, and. Uh, it's kind of ducked over from the breakdown and breakdown in the mall and got in there for the try and uh, we saw the result 30-27 last night. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of young guys, there's a lot of new names um, mm. in both teams and and that's how it's going to go for this year. Um, 
a lot of the crowd have alluded to it's not all the big names. You know, there was no Sam Kane there last night. There's a lot of them missing. No Damian McKenzie because uh, they only can play so many games because yeah. it's a World Cup year. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, the Hollanders deserve the win. They're very, very, very bright, psychedelic looking lime green jerseys. Uh, so they had a few fans there and. He was a rule, you know, uh, Glenn Jackson ref the game, a red card, and I thought, oh, here I go. I'll throw this up on social yeah. media. Bloody hell, what a ridiculous call that was. And uh, just so much of it, I thought, oh, here we go, another dumb year of Super Rugby. So, yeah, I did what some, what you guys did. I flicked over to watch some more exciting, entertaining women's rugby league. I just got hoo-ha with that kind of stuff. And a bit slow. Something, you, you could say it's the first round, first week, but whatever. You know, look at the difference with the league one last night. There was a first game for ages. Just yeah. two different comparisons. But, yeah, yeah, take my head off to the Highlanders and the Rebels. Um, oh, Mighty Boy playing for them from Tokoro, Quaid. He's in the Rebels and he um, controlled things in. They had a good win actually down in uh, Canberra over the uh, Brumbies 34-27. He was quite instrumental in that. Right. I mean, uh, th- this is the thing <laughs> with rugby, isn't it? We get this all the time um, with the with the referee, and we've had it for, you know, I guess for, for ages, but um, this refereeing thing, but, you know, just another just another season, eh, Reno? Just another season? Yeah, just another season. They've got to deal with it. Take it on the gin and carry on. You can swear and throw a piece yeah. at the TV. You can jump on the keyboard and... Throw it there, but end of the day, you just got to deal with it and carry on. And yeah, they took a Brody Retallick out there, didn't you? I thought, oh no, because you know, we need him at the end of the year, the bigger picture is there. But yeah, got tonight, mate, a big clash at Eden Park, Ma'unonu. Uh, see Sonny Bill on the bench getting his splinters up the backside, so Mark makes a return for the Blues. Um, yeah, the Crusaders have gone with a pretty strong team. Um, but I tell you what, uh, Blues always mm. come out firing at Eden Park, yes. traditionally, they have. and I wouldn't be surprised to see the Blues have a win, actually. They had a good year with Alama Yuramir in the old local competition with Auckland being in Canterbury there. So they do have the goods. Um, it's whether or not the Blues can maintain that uh, right through the season because they kick off with a hiss and a roar and everyone talks them up and then all of a sudden the wheels fall off. Yeah. Um, we know the Crusaders can start slow, then come back and kick in the gear when it's needed. And, yeah, that'll be a big game tonight. Uh, your team, I think, uh, what play the Warriors over there in Sydney? Yep. They do indeed. Now, um, this thing with the, you know, the restrictions. Now, I'll ask you first, uh, 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 Ra, because the restrictions that um, have kind of been placed on um, the All Black uh, players. What are your thoughts on um, on, on that, there, um, Ra? Considering it was your your team that won last night, so what do you reckon? Well, like, yeah, it's just one of those things, Keithy, I suppose. Um... You know, it's a bit a big it's a big year for for New Zealand rugby again, as we all know, with uh, the World Cup leaving in a few months' time. So, um, you know, yeah, I suppose you expect um your restrictions and the like on, on some of our our top players. It's it's just the nature of the beast nowadays. Uh and uh yeah, you just gotta sort of roll with the punches, I suppose. What do you reckon with the the restrictions that have kind of been placed on, on our all blacks there, um, Reno? Yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. We want to see the big names out there playing week in and week out. Uh, that's what gets bums on seats. And unfortunately, I would say the Super Rugby season is going to be a non-profitable year because the big picture is October, November, where we defend the William Webb Alice Trophy. Hopefully, we get a three-peat. 
uh, that's going to be more important to us. Look, when I saw Brodie Retallick get hurt in their shoulder, and I thought to myself, oh, I bet you Steve Hansen's kind of looking at that and thinking, mate, you get him off the field. Mm. Uh, we need him next year. So I think the bigger picture here yeah, is the uh, World Cup. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things. It's that whole Cotton and Wool scenario of years gone by. You know, Ted brought it into the fold, and look what happened. Uh, we won the World Cup at home. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. we just got to deal with it. Next year, they'll roll them all out, the old guess. So, yeah, big picture, and like Ra said, mate, end of the year in Japan, and it's uh, the one we got to worry about. Otherwise, you know, we go into uh, mourning if we don't get anywhere with that. Well, the thing is, though, I, I just, I mean, I, I, I'm not really for the fact that um, they get, uh, like you said, cotton wool put on them. Because, you know, because this, I know, and it is a tough year, especially with the World Cup um, coming around, uh, that's when they need to be at their strongest, in my opinion, anyway. A- and you can't be at your strongest if you're sort of like wrapped up in cotton wool, as they say. Um, wouldn't you yeah. agree? Yeah. Hey, hey, JT, completely must yeah. agree with me, eh, hey, bro? Oh, 100%. What are they? Sissies these days. Get out and bloody play. <laughs> Can you imagine the likes of Colin Meads and blokes like that being stood down just because of a tournament at the end of the year? Hell no! Get out there and play. You're getting paid a lot of money. Go and play. Let them play. See, that's that, that's what I that's what I believe too. I mean, I, I think you know you want those guys out there and play. We've got um, and, and though the crowds haven't really been coming to to the Super Rugby games, and and we kind of saw that last night. Well, actually, I didn't see the crowd last night, but um, uh, I I know that the the crowds just haven't been turning up, and maybe that was one of the reasons. What do you reckon, Reno? Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And I totally agree with you and JT, 100%. I reckon the more time you're on the field and the more you're getting involved, uh, it's better for you. I've always grown up that. That's old school mentality, yes. and I totally agree with that. But uh, since that threw in this debacle a few years ago and wrapped them all up to look after them and they're more needed, I, I totally disagreed. I remember talking about that. That's just bloody stupid mm. because I think more game, more hits on the body, more you get used to it. It's old, old stuff, but... um. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't know why they do it, but uh, I suppose at the end of the day, mate, if they uh, end up winning here, they win the whole thing over in Japan, we, you know, it's like, oh, look, look, I don't know, that's crazy. It's just, it, it, like uh, JT said, mate, wussies and pussy stuff, uh, yes. that's the problem these days with some of these kids, how we're training them in sports, you it, know, it's it, just, yeah, it's hard, I, I, I'm not into it because I'm old school. Me too. I know Ra Walker is as well, but I don't know, his, his mentality changes almost every week. Um, what do you reckon of, of what we were just talking about there, um, Ra? Do you know, do you know what the word mentality means, Peter? <laughs> <laughs> that's a big word that's come out of your way, I've got to be honest. I'm with the use of your vocabulary and I am the uh, resting of the all black, uh, you know, top-notch players. But, no, look, at the end of the day, I think you'd probably be one of them at the top of the list. Uh, if the All Blacks don't bring back the, the World Cup um, this year, and you'll be sort of looking for answers and reasons why, you know, that, that uh, the boys didn't do so well, especially how they are sort of, you know, tending to rest a lot of their top five players up. Um, it's just the nature of the game. And uh, I, for one, would probably be in that, that list as well if, if we don't sort of come back with uh, with the, the three, three pedals that all the said, uh, you know, I don't know. I've watched on them too early, but um, if we don't sort of come away with this at this year's World Cup, I think uh, the writing again will be on the wall, and uh, you know there'll be a lot of blame and 
and finger pointing at uh, not just the coaches in Edmund, but also the players there to do the, the yards on the field. So, no, I, I don't really have a problem as long as they win. If they don't win, well, then, yeah, that is the answer. But uh, hey, it's the way it goes now. It's professional sport, and, uh, you know, you only want uh, your best players uh, in, in their peak condition. And you don't want them to peak too early or, or, or more importantly, to sort of get knocked about and injured. Yeah, I understand that. Uh, but but having said that, you know, man, I'd prefer that they should get out there and play. And not only that, we have got so much depth in New Zealand. And even if we didn't have the depth in New Zealand, I would still say to our top players, they should still go out there and play anyway. Uh, I, I, uh, that's, that's just how I see things. Now, um, just on, on something a little bit uh, different, I suppose... We saw TJ. Now, TJ uh, Pedernada, who got married um, last month um, to, his lovely, uh, to his lovely wife, he released footage of um, himself and his wife uh, responding to, I guess, a, a haka. I'm not sure if you saw that yourself there, Reno, but, um, you know, it's just great that, uh, uh, you know, our man that usually um, does the haka in front of a huge crowd uh, for the All Blacks, um, was able to uh, share that particular moment with his new lovely wife. What do you reckon there, bro? Yeah, no, totally right, mate, because uh, the Hurricanes are right behind a big event that we all know about next week, which is Te Matatini, mm. uh, to have that cultural uh, extravagant event down there, the best of the best, as they would say. Uh, when it comes to Kapahaka, that's why he's driving uh, what, he, what you're talking about, and they really want to be involved uh, with that down there because, look, it's at their home field. At yes. the Caketon, Te Matatini's, uh, yeah, great endorsement by TJ. Very proud of his culture. And uh, we've always led from the front, mate. Uh, would they be in the middle there? And, you know, he wears it on him. Um, yeah, he loves his culture, mate. And, yeah, this very, yeah, he's just a proud Māori boy. Uh, the thing where he's come from and the background around this young kid and what the game of rugby has given him, the opportunities. And, yeah, he just wants to give back. And uh, no surprise here to see what he's done. And, uh yeah, he'll be down there, mate. He'll be down there uh, bringing on to Matatini. Yes, and now that you've mentioned to Matatini, obviously there'll be no full-time next weekend. Uh, to Matatini gets started off um, on Thursday from 8 or 9 o'clock, I think, is when the first team takes the stage, right on through until the finals, which is on Sunday, which will finish up around about 8 or maybe 7 o'clock. I, I, from what I understand. So uh, what, one of the interesting things is it's uh, going to be held in, in the big um, in the big cake tin, as Reno said, hey, Ra, that, that's um, that's some pretty uh, awesome acknowledgement from from down there, eh? Oh, it is, and, uh, you know, quite quite a good event, I reckon, too. Um, you know, the sound will resonate from within that, uh, that stadium. I, I hope they get a really good crowd in there um, to support uh, a lot of the uh, performers. Um but yeah, I think uh, you know, in Māori, the Moais are going to be um, on on the Westpac Trust Stadium for the, the Kapaka competitions, and uh, you know, the best of luck goes out to our teams, our local teams. And um, we always uh, tend to do to do quite well, so let's hope we can sort of carry on that tradition. But no, um, good on the powers that be to sort of um, allocate that. Uh, that uh, was well, my favourite stadium in New Zealand. Uh, it's such a uh, an awe-inspiring occasion, so no, it'll be, uh, be interesting to watch, and of course, uh, we'll have live coverage on, on our station, yes. so, uh, you know, join, join us for that. Indeed, of course, uh, shout-out going out to Corey Stickle, 
uh, from Atiawa uh, Toa and um, from uh, and to uh, the boys at uh, Tupoko, who'll obviously be bringing it um, it to us uh, from from down there. Uh, looking forward to it, eh, Tamatitini? Going to be looking forward to forward to it as well, eh, Reno? Yeah, yeah, mate. I hear uh, special guest uh, commentary for that is going to be Ben Iken, so we'll hear Maori Maori <laughs> happen. Uh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it <clears throat> biannually, and uh, you know, they put, the thing I like about a maid and uh, is they put so much into it. They sacrifice mm. so much, mm. uh, and it's a huge involvement from Fano. And what we get to see for the minutes that they're on stage, and if they're fortunate enough to uh, repeat themselves in the finals, the top nine go through to your Sunday. Uh, it's just huge, and uh, this is what it comes down to after uh, many hours, moho, all that type of stuff. Um, a lot of commitment, uh, sacrifices, I say, and you know they're very proud because they're not just representing the area but themselves and their partner, yes. just like the indigenous games yes. uh, yesterday. So there's a lot, lot on the table here, and yeah, I'm looking forward to the broadcast and watching some of the streaming. And mm. yeah, it is a big time in Wellington and Te Whanganui Atara, so let's hope everyone gets out there. Great venue, a massive venue, the best Mosholi to host an event. You can sit all around it, yeah. walk around it, and uh, so accessible to the city. Yes. You can just walk to it, you know. So Absolutely. Let's hope that our capital city um, really turned it on for the event that kicks off at the Port Fitty on Wednesday and runs through to Sunday. And, you know, this really should show the opportunities for our government, uh, NDMPs, all of those dignitaries, to show face. Because uh, mm. next year's a big year for them. True. So this is this opportunity uh, for them to get in there. And, you know, Jacinda, this is for her to talk about the Maori culture of the people. So far, she's been talking a lot recently in Waitangi. Yeah. So, yeah, this is just another flow-on effect, and we'll see what happens. Uh, it's time to wear our little pew-pews and, you know, do a pukala. <laughs> right, well, moving on to something uh, very, uh, well, I suppose, almost as far away from um, uh, fr- from Timatatini as, 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 as there is. Um, now, I'm not sure if you've been keeping abreast of this, <laughs> yourself there, JT. <laughs> but um, some interesting things have uh, unfolded um, concerning uh, cricket. In particular, I- I'm not sure if you've kept up with it, but um, England's Joe Root and also uh, West Indian um, cricketer Shannon Gabriel. Have you, have you heard anything about what's been happening over there? Well, I've heard Root and the breast. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently um, there was some homophobic, I don't know if you call it even sledging, well I guess you could call it, well it was sledging, basically, um, you know, and as you do in cricket, you know, you make comments to kind of uh, belittle um, your, your opponent and, uh, you know, I'm not even sure if it was a homophobic sort of a, a sledge was said, but um, Joe Root uh, obviously came out with not wanting to have a bit of a bar of it. So uh, I, I guess you didn't hear about that there, um, JT? A bar, did he? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking he took a first dance this and then and was still stiff in his, um, his application. <laughs> <laughs> Could have done indeed. <laughs> I, I think it was was the uh, band Windy Star said he had a um, yeah uh, 
uh, something middle stump compared to Joe Root's song. That's a bold scenario, isn't it? Welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, um, what else has been happening? Oh, oh, now, you've got a big day on today, haven't you, um, uh, Reno? Why don't you yeah, yeah. Uh, once I finish here and once we start putting the boot and everything, I'm down at the uh, local uh, Pottle V8 car show motorcycle day. Uh, talking of V8 too, uh, we saw the V8 uh, new Mustang get released during the week, so uh, their big round gets underway. Uh, the new car that's taken over from the Ford Falcon, a uh, brand new car into that series. So, yeah, all the big names are back out and about. Good to see, actually. And, uh, you know, if you're a Ford fan, you'll be loving it because the old muzzies are um, kicking a bit of hold on us at the moment. So, yeah, that's all going, mate. Mm. Uh, VA Car Show in town today. We've got uh, steampunk vehicles. We've got classic parades. We've got hot rods, V8 fire engines, drag racing cars. See how long a motor can last in the car before it blows up. Uh, we got the fire brigade display, kids bouncy castles, heaps of kai, heaps of kai moana on, uh, on fundraising, and yeah, just a big old day, big old day here in Pyrtle, uh down at the local domain. So uh, you know, I'm passing through listing this morning, rock on in, and uh, the parade's at 10 o'clock, so that's on right now as I speak, and yeah, yeah, mate, big day in Pyrtle and back on the uh, motorbikes with the uh, Moko tomorrow. Cool, cool, sounds awesome. Just real quick also, um, over the last couple of weeks, uh, and they still haven't quite finished, but um, the New Zealand uh, Rugby Cricket Board have been, um, uh, how would you call it? They've been capping some of the former um, New Zealand ferns who uh, you know have represented New Zealand in particular with uh, Test Cricket. Now, Test Cricket hasn't been played, uh, at least by women in this country, for... Oh, for for a long time. I think it's been like fifteen years or something. So it's been a very long time. But uh, they never got around to capping um, so, some of the uh, other women. In fact, maybe most of them. So uh, that's what they've been doing of late. They certainly did that against um, in the uh, Bangladesh game, which New Zealand won, and they'll be doing it again down there in Canterbury as well, um, uh, capping some of the. Uh, Cricketing legends, I dare say, and um, just on that, Catherine Campbell, who is a uh, cricketing legend herself, or a New Zealand woman cricketing legend, also the uh, current manager of the uh, White Ferns, um, got capped as well. So, uh, yeah, that sort of thing has been happening around the country, uh, which has been awesome. Anything else been happening there, um, Reno? Yeah, now you're talking white friends, mate. I see there are coaches just all of a sudden blowing everything out of proportion and uh, decided to step down as coaching. So she was given a bit of hope there. But um, they had a good little win. I think what the cricket boys have got the Bangladesh team at the moment. So uh, things are going on good good there. The Breakers um, had a massive win down in Wellington, uh, beat the Illawarra Hawks. Uh, their biggest score in history uh, previous to that was 124. I remember rightly, I think they got 130 down there in Wellington. Uh, so yeah, that's all going, mate. And um, yeah, yeah, it's just full on weekend and bring on more. Well, I guess for Super Rugby fans tonight, and yeah, the countdown to NRL. Right. Anything else been happening in sport? Uh, I think that's pretty much it, eh? Yeah, that's that looks pretty much like it. Anyway, let's get Boy, on. Sorry, what, what? sorry, mate. You see a guy called William Truebridge? Does that name ring a bell at all? William Truebridge. No, not to me. Um, okay, so he's a free diver and he swam underwater from uh, the North Island to the South Island. It took 10 hours 
it's a 22 kilometre distance. So every 25 metres, you'd come up for a breath and then go back down. Oh wow! Uh, to underwater, so he had like a, a, a mono fin attached to his to his legs to his feet, uh, similar to what a dolphin uses, and it was to raise awareness to to, to raise awareness. Sorry for a uh, the dwindling numbers of the hectares. Hector's dolphin, so it's a pretty good effort there to swim ten hours from uh, the North oh. Island to the South Island. Wow, that, that especially yeah, in that way. Wow, that was pretty cool. Anyway, I guess that leads us into our favourite part, or certainly my favourite part of the show. Um, that is for sure. Then, gentlemen, let us put the boot in. Uh, my put the boot in is going out to the. Um, to the International Cricket Board, um, they they have banned, they, they gave a suspension to this guy, Shannon Gabriel from the West Indies, for apparently making a homophobic comment, to which uh, Joe, <laughs> Joe Root pretty much stemmed out, but uh, he was given a full-game ban, and considering that it's just sledging, you know, I can't understand how the ICC can ban him for, for something that... Uh, was said between two people and sadly it just came out into the um what do you call it the stamp uh the stump cam well or the uh, mic that's um in the middle of the stumps there and and i guess in a way it was broadcasted all over the place and i can't understand how somebody can be banned from or can be suspended from a game just for sledging or making a particular comment i mean it may be not have been a, a, a great comment but it, it it was one that was said maybe in jest but in particular just between it was more of a private comment than it was to uh, as a public comment so there we go that people is my put the boot in yeah my put the boot in and it's a pretty big boot it's going into China uh, for uh, incidents of the last uh, weekend of it and I think it's all got to do with uh, that big Huawei contract that uh, New Zealand didn't sign for Huawei to sort of uh, upgrade our, our our network, mobile network to 5G and now they're sort of tuning away New Zealand flights and uh, you know we're getting sort of a, a bit of a bad sort of uh, rep in terms of uh, you know tourism and, and probably business so yeah not the one, let's get on with it uh, you know, all fear and, and and love and and, and holiday. So yeah, that's why I put the boot in. It's it's into, it's into China. Put the boot in. Yeah, my put the boot in goes into uh, anyone who wants to fled police uh, when it comes to a uh, car chase. You know, just recently the other day, Hawks Bay uh, lost the life of a young man who decided uh, he was fast and furious and wanted a police chase and he uh, hit the pole. Now, just today, I see this morning in Gisborne, another police chase and uh, this guy's actually ran away uh, from the car that's hit the power pole and I see a hundred odd households uh, without power this morning in, the, in your town in Gisborne. So for anyone who, uh, you know, Going to do a bit of a police chase and want the police to chase them, and you end up in a fatality or disaster or wrecking uh, people's households. Man, I'll put the boot into you because uh, just pull over. It'll be cheaper to get a ticket in the fight and a boot up the backside than uh, maybe a fatality or wrecking someone's um, uh, power for the weekend. But yeah, just pull out. So, anyone who um, thinks it's cool to do have a bit of a police chase, I'll put the boot into them. Put the boot in! Yeah, my put the boot in this week goes out to the forestry industry at home there. Another needless, mm. life-wasted loss in a workplace accident up in Tolaga Bay. 
Uh, that's on the back of a young female being killed at the port in only October, so four months ago. You know, add on to that all the various truck accidents that clog up State Highway 35 and even the raw rollovers just up by the old freezing works there in Kaiti. What's going on in this industry? Something needs to happen. How many lives need to be lost before a complete overhaul is done in this industry? And more importantly, hopefully not. But who's next? That's what put the boot in. Put the boot in! So true there, um, JT. So true. And big condolences goes out to the Miller Fano who uh, lost Nate Miller um, you know, just a few days ago. And, and, and it's just so true. You know, the, the, this is just absolutely tragic. I mean, this young boy who was, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, he was just young. And, 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 you know, a lot of young people are in the forestry uh, there are at these times. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it really is tragic. And it's happening too often now, isn't it, uh, JT? Oh, it's a disgrace, man. I mean, not so long ago, there was two cousins killed almost a, a day to the mm. day a year apart. Mm. They ripped apart, ripped apart different whanos all yep. around the area. Yeah. And, and one of them, they left a the, left the young child behind. It's just absolutely... That needs a complete overhaul. Whether training's provided, more training, adequate safety measures are taken, you know, all that sort of stuff. It sounds to me, and I hope I'm wrong, but it sounds to me like people are putting dollars ahead of life. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. You, you, you must have heard about a bit about this too, way, uh, Ra? Oh yeah, I tell you, GC, you know, it's, it's kind of well, from you know, from all the loss of lives that they've had uh, in that industry, it's, it's, it's one sort of occupation. I'm glad I, I do what we do here. Mm. Um, you know, as sports commentators, um, presenters, um, and you know, my thoughts and prayers uh, go out to the. The families who have lost uh, loved ones working in, in, in that industry—it's um, you don't wish that on anybody. And um, yeah, something needs to be done just to bring it back into into line again. Where you know safety has to be priority. I mean, they must know by now that safety has to be priority. You know? Otherwise, sadly, um, you may lose more uh, loved ones in Fano. Um, so, what's been happening in China, bro? Oh no, no, just, uh, just a, bit, a bit of political sort of uh, dissent from you know from uh, from them to us, and I think uh, well, so speculation is that it was all over that Huawei that million dollar deal they had. They were going to um, set up a five G, the new five G network here in New Zealand, but apparently the government, our government, pulled the pulled the plug on it. I think because um, they got. Information from our spy agencies, blah blah blah, that it maybe wasn't a good idea, and um, you know, sort of they reckon that probably caused a bit of it. Could, could be other reasons, but um, yeah, one of our New Zealand flights got turned away from landing there, and uh, tourists have been put off from coming here. Um, and no doubt, uh, I think even some of our media exports uh, are being affected. But hey, that's just politics at the end of the day, Keith. It'll it'll sort itself out. I'm sh- well, let's hope so. Anyway, uh, so, uh, yeah, like you were saying, eh, Reno? Just pull over. Hey, there's no need running from the cops. Hey, bro. No, exactly. You know, the worst thing about it is if you hit another innocent family. Yes, exactly. You know, it's no different to uh, what you're talking about with the timber mill industry or any industry. It's mm. just like, yeah, just pull over. It's just not worth it. It's yeah. not worth it. Indeed. Indeed. I completely agree anyway on that note uh thanks uh, guys for joining us Rod, it's always a pleasure to have you along with us on uh, 
on full time. Looking forward to catching up with you um, uh, on Wednesday on half time. Yeah, bro, and uh, it's like goes out to our, our local teams taking part in Intermatter Tinny, but join us on Wednesday for another scintillating, actor finding, uh, informative <laughs> afternoon with uh, the boys who know nothing. Sure. <laughs> uh, Reno, always a pleasure, bro. Um, I, I know you're going to enjoy your day today. It's going to be a big one for you, so uh, we'll just have a good one, eh? Yeah, mate, we'll do, and uh, I'll catch up with you guys on Wednesday. Hey, this is the only show where you get to hear about a breast and a root. So uh, <laughs> enjoy your weekend, everyone. <laughs> I bet you it's not the only show. But um, <laughs> anyway, JT, awesome to have you on board again, bro. Uh, I'm glad you get to have a bit of a sleep in next weekend. Of course, with Tim Matatini, but we look forward to uh, catching up with you in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, definitely, boys, and special shout-out and good luck to the crew proper Party, uh, mm. uh, go hard, and just remember, life grows you melon. Life is a blessing. <laughs>